Hi, this is John Walton, voice of the Washington Capitals, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. As you walk into the diner and you see four gentlemen sitting at a table having a wonderful conversation, you'll notice that there's a seat available for you, the listener, to sit down and join us at the diner. Hello. I've gotten a little romantic here in my description. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am not only the host of At The Diner, uh, I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website. It's The Great Geek Refuge. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. There are There's tons and tons of articles. There are podcasts. Hell, we got a store where you can buy t-shirts and hoodies. If you go on greatgeekrefuge.com and go to articles, you'll see right at the top there, it says shop, go there. You can get all sorts of great stuff. We have stickers, all sorts of awesome stuff. Anything that you buy supports us continuing to do these awesome things that we do. Join me for this episode are my co-hosts of At The Diner. I have got Mr. MC Brooks, I've got Mr. James Rambo, and we also have a special guest this evening. His name is Duke Arlington. So let's jump right back into what we were talking about because Rambo was about to drop like just some fucking bombs on all all of us. And Rambo, (laughs) my friend, go ahead. I'm giving you the go sign. Go ahead and pull that lever, drop those bombs. You do what you got to do to end this war. So this is one of those things that, you know, again, may not happen. It's a fan theory. It is, uh, um, it's a confluence of, of, uh, 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 minds that haven't been binging the same particular media over and over again, um, or in you know massive chunks, being able to to really consider what's going on and, and look at disparate pieces and put a put a puzzle together. If you Google Wandavision on the Google homepage, you will see or or the the results page, they'll you know give you the cast list, and you get Elizabeth Olsen, you get Paul Bettany. Uh, you get Randall Park and and uh, Kat Dennings, and you get Evan Peters. Now the thing about Evan Peters, he's not in the MCU. Uh, he was in the Fox X Men movies. He played Quicksilver. Now that's interesting. What? So <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's exactly what I see. So, so this gets more interesting because (laughs) we know that, that the, the show has been picking up on specific, uh, uh, pastiches of different sitcoms, not just eras, but particular shows. So we start with Dick Van Dyke in the fifties. We move to Bewitched in the sixties. We go to the Brady Bunch in the seventies. Uh, chances are good. I, 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 from what I recall of seeing preview stuff, and I, at one point I saw somebody had like a list of of every show, and I don't know how much of that was them guessing and how much of that was just like, them trying to put things together based on the trailers. But the '80s series seems to be um, Family Ties, and the '90s series seems to be Roseanne. Now, Roseanne is important for one particular reason, because there's a weird little quirk that both Fox and the MCU and Roseanne share. For anybody that grew up in the 90s, you probably watched Roseanne. Um, It was a delightful sitcom. There's a particular thing that happened in the 6th and 7th, and then later on in the ninth season. 
Uh, I believe her name was Lisey Dorenson, was the actor that played Becky. Well, she left the show. And Sarah Chalk was brought in to play Becky for season six and seven. And then Lisey came back in and she was there for a couple seasons. And then she left again and Sarah Chalk came back for another couple episodes. One character played by two different actors. Quicksilver has been played by Aaron Taylor Johnson in the MCU and by Evan Peters in the Fox movies. They might Becky Quicksilver. This is the kind of weird meta, like galaxy brain thinking <laughs> that you can do with this weird fucking show. And you can, you know, even in Roseanne proper, they had the actors, you know, similar to, to Iron Man two, when, when Don Cheadle shows up as roadie and you get a couple of lines about how, like, you know, you look different. Um, they had gags like that in Roseanne. It is entirely possible that Evan Peters is going to show up in WandaVision in, what, the fifth episode? Uh, or sixth episode as Quicksilver. And that will be the joke. Is that they got the other guy to play him. That's so meta. It's so fucking meta. It's so meta. <laughs> so layered and clever it might not happen at all and honestly if it doesn't happen they fucked up they weren't <laughs> thinking hard enough about this but I mean, like if, the, if the, it happens i'm just gonna lose my shit like i'm just gonna be, gonna, oh, yeah. God, it'd be so great um but it's it's honestly the the only other thing that i can think of in terms of why peter's name would be popping up for the show is there might be something with google's algorithm where if you if you Google enough things uh, combined, they start to kind of like lay a groundwork for uh, for that uh, algorithm to to pick those those characters or those actors up. Um, so it's that's possible. what I was thinking too, because like yeah. it, it is entirely possible that he's not actually in it, and that oh, like it's up. just it's that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver show up together in searches. So they're like, oh hey, who played Quicksilver? This motherfucker, you know, like yeah. entirely yeah. possible. Yeah. But then again, you know, we're talking about. Uh, you know, companies, technically one company, Disney, that had the balls to make a very shrewd move in not not going forward with manufacturing on merchandise for Baby Yoda because Favreau specifically asked them not to, that he didn't want to spoil the surprise. Because the catch with, you know, setting up those these manufacturing deals is you have to get things prototyped and you have to get previews for stuff. And that is very often the last, like particularly last like 10 years, how people have kind of gotten Easter eggs and, and figured yeah. out general plot details about yeah. these movies. Yeah. For like yeah. Lego sets and shit, you know, That's, exactly. And that, exactly. that happened for Endgame. a lot of like the, the, the white suits they wore in Endgame were spoiled months in advance because of a, like a tech, a, a toy conference that uh, previewed the uh, Avengers merch that were that was coming out that had several of the heroes in those white suits from Endgame. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Like so that. you you know there's 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 certainly precedent and like Marvel's very fucking tight left in general. Um, they they've been very smart and very careful about you know letting certain things slip to the point of 
I had completely forgotten about this. I watched an interview with Elizabeth Olsen the other day, and there was some behind-the-scenes footage from Endgame. <laughs> there's there's shots of the the you know the the setup for the you know Lady Avengers uh, sequence, which you know different different people have different feelings on it. I thought it was fucking cool. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> you know you have the Spider-Man actor. And I'm 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 saying specifically the Spider-Man actor, not Tom Holland, holding the gauntlet because Tom Holland wasn't on set. They had a stand-in <laughs> who is his approximate size and weight. <laughs> Wonder why? Because Tom Holland is a very excitable nerd and can't keep his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> can't keep his mouth shut ever. So like, I I remember seeing interviews with him where he was like, oh yeah, no like. There would there would be a scene where where uh, uh, you know Joe and Anthony would say, "Okay, now kick over there," and you go, "Okay, what am I kicking? There, don't worry about it," you know. <laughs> and it was like, "Here's your eye line. Look up here." Okay, and say your line. All right, is that it? That's it. What what was I doing? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> and apparently, when they were shooting the uh, the funeral for Tony Stark, he thought it was a wedding. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no one fucking told him. <laughs> no one told him anything. He certainly got a lot better about it. But yeah, he's just, you know. How come nobody tells me anything? Because you never shut your fucking mouth. He's <laughs> a big fucking geek and he gets really excited and he wants to share. Um, but, you know, that's a problem when you're under really heavy duty NDAs. <laughs> I, yeah. I, lo- I love how this became lore that Tom Holland is just this like very excited geek that can't, that that will probably blow you up with spoilers and memes about the mm-hmm. show. Watch yeah, and he's Spider Man. Yeah, hundred percent straight up. And it's and it's funny too because he just had a new interview that came out today uh, with Variety talking about Spider Man Three, in which. Like, he kind of went the route of, like, any sports coach you've ever listened to in a press conference, which is given, like, the most basic bare minimum answers <laughs> yeah. when he's being when he's being asked about spoilers. He's like, well, they if it's true, they didn't tell me about it. I, I, I mean, he's being do with that. I don't know. We just got to go out there. We got to give a... We got to go out and give 110 percent, and we just got to follow the plan. And yeah. uh, I mean, they're <laughs> just a good script, team. You know, yeah. read the lines. You know, do the scenes. I I saw to be here. <laughs> I saw a little snippet of an interview with him, where you know the, the interviewer was like, "Hey Tom, you know we, we go way back, uh, you know like 15, 20 seconds." And uh, I'm just really curious if you could tell me what happens at the end of Spider Man Three. And he's like, "You know, you laugh, but I almost did." When you ask me, <laughs> I, I, I really want to be able to share this stuff with people, and I can't really talk about it at all. <laughs> like, dude, well, come on. The best, yeah. one, the best one to do it was when they asked Chadwick Boseman what happens in Endgame, and his response is, I don't know, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, why would I fucking know? Oh, Chadwick. <laughs> You know who surprisingly, so, you know who surprisingly, uh, kind of revealed information about Wandavision in particular recently. Paul that? Bettany. Paul Bettany had an really? interview recently um, where he kind of he kind of said more. He joked about it, but he still said probably more than he should have in saying that there's a cameo that they shot. You know, at the end, that's a that's a big twist. 
with an actor that he's never worked with but was very excited to work with. Oh, man. And, I mean, there's a ton of speculation (laughs) as to whether there's... And and even Elizabeth Olsen, like, low-key kind of confirmed it because she had an interview recently in which she said that WandaVision has a, like, reveal moment in the same way as, like, Luke's reveal in uh, the Mandalorian finale. So there's a lot of people... Luke Skywalker showing up in WandaVision? Well, that would be amazing, right? (laughs) Like, ah, Star Wars... uh, uh, Rant finally coming true, everything being interconnected. He he comes and he puts Vision in a baby backpack and just flies off on his his X-Wing with... You're crossing the universe. What's wrong with you? Come on, Viz. Let's go. Let's go home. But, like, it, it got me curious. I'm like, I'm not exactly... I'm curious who this person showing up could be because i think the the obvious would be dr strange because he's obviously they let us know beforehand he's connected to the, or excuse me wanda is going to be in the dr strange sequel and so there's an, a clear connection between the two and when i think about it like and you guys can tell me if you can think of something i can't think of any scenes where dr strange and vision like interacted so Paul Bettany wouldn't necessarily be wrong in saying that he's never worked with this actor before because technically he hasn't. Technically he has because they were in the same movie, but in terms of like filming together, like he wouldn't have actually shot anything with them. Because yeah, because who could who could breach that universe and have a conversation with them and be unharmed? Doctor Strange. You know, I mean, like, master of magic and all that other shit. Like, I mean, he, yeah, I could see him coming in there and being like, Wanda, this shit ain't real, girl. We gotta go. Fucking Whoopi Goldberg style and ghosts. Yes, that's, <laughs> thank you. Girl, you exactly, that's exactly what I was fucking going for. Thank you for giving that. <laughs> girl, you are in danger. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, guys. So what I want to do, we'll go, we'll go ahead and wrap up here in a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about like this. This is scratched an itch I didn't know I had uh, for old sitcoms. And I mentioned it briefly, and I'll kind of kick us off here. Uh, I was a, I'm a huge still to this day. I love I love Lucy so much. Lucille Ball was was an innovator. She was a genius, like just hilarious all the time. Absolutely love that show. I mean, like think think about like they talk about. Uh, they talk about like all these milestones that we hit in television and movies and things like that. Like that was an interracial couple before that was an okay thing in America. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just innovative. It was just funny as shit. I mean, if you, if you, to this day, if you can't watch that episode where her and um, Ethel are working in the chocolate factory. And if that doesn't make you laugh, like you are a cold, cold person. Cause that shit is hilarious. So funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. That that's one of my go-to's when it comes to the black and white stuff. Um, I loved Gilligan's Island as well. Gilligan's Island was my jam when I was when I was a kid and I was homesick. Like at one point, um, I had uh, pneumonia when I was in third grade and I ended up staying home for two weeks. And my grandma 
Roz, the, the legend that we've mentioned many times, um, she was a nurse. So she stayed home with me while my parents would work and we would watch Gilligan's Island and just die laughing at the stupid shenanigans of Gilligan and the Skipper and why the professor could make a radio out of a coconut but couldn't fix a fucking hole in a boat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the humor was just different back then. And that's what I... That that, was. Episode three is arguably my my favorite and it's not just because of like the ending but just like I, i'll i'll preface with this a lot of the old shows um i i've i've seen it you know they they don't, they don't really hold up to me but i respect the comedy and the delivery of everything that happened and they nailed it with episode three uh, just and just the little things with the the clothing, the terrible wallpapers, the, the um, how they did um, Wanda's hair, you know, to look Fucking like shag um, carpeting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just just you know stuff like that. So um, I could relate to that a little more, you know. Um, I'll, I'll say I'll say one thing. I uh, um, I I did watch a lot of Nick at night when I was, uh, when I was, when I was younger and I did, I did catch a, like, a lot of Gillings Islands, but one thing that sticks out to me is welcome back Cotter. So <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that there'd be like some references that that's just my dream. They put a little references from welcome back Cotter in there. I, I don't think we're going to get any sweat hogs showing up. Sweat hogs? No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody talking about, um, like, like, Hope, hoping and theorizing about like oh maybe like they'll do like a Seinfeld episode or a Friends episode I'm like it it it's it's family sitcoms that's what they're yeah. pulling from it's all I family was honestly sitcoms. I was honestly hoping for a Full House just because the Olsen connection would have been that would be fucking funny. funny because one of the yeah. funniest memes that I've seen so far was the they've replaced the dialogue um with Monica talking to Wanda and saying um. Wanda says, oh, you know, I had a twin. She's like, oh, I thought that was Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, the fuck did you just say? Like, <laughs> I'm sure they could get away with that, too, because um, I caught the first season of Fuller House, and they clearly make a jab to the Olsen twins. Yeah, like, oh, look who's too good to fucking come back. Yeah, it's like they—they're like, oh, well, what happened to what happened to them? It's like, oh, they're in a—they're in Europe somewhere with some like art gallery, and the entire cast looks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's the best possible joke that could have come out of that show. Side side note, like the behind the scenes shit that happened on Full House when that when that show was being filmed is fucking ridiculous and disgusting. Like, apparently, Bob Saget is just, like, a giant perv and was just doing horrible, horribly inappropriate shit on that show. So, like, what they would do is when they, there was, like, cameras everywhere, obviously, because it's a TV show. But, like, there were um, monitors in, like, the different, like, dressing rooms and also in the classrooms for the children while they were going to school. And Saget would go out on stage and just do filthy, filthy fucking things. And... Like, like apparently like there was like a like a dummy for a stand-in for the Olsen twins and he was doing something very inappropriate with it like yeah and like the kids in the school and the, in the little school saw it and shit it was just like Jesus Christ sack get your act together like, I, I learned that when I got older after I watched Half-Baked 
And yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's like a he's like a really raunchy guy. I'm like, don't ruin Fuller yeah. House. So when they made Fuller House and they brought him back, I'm like, how do they bring this man back? With everything all about him, he sucked dick for marijuana. I didn't think so. <laughs> Honestly, this it's, man. it's one of the things that's so funny about seeing Bob Saget's um, his his like TV personality, both on America's Funniest Home Videos and on Full House. And knowing about his stand-up. Like, the stand-up didn't come out of nowhere. He was always that dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you yeah, you watch five seconds or five minutes of that, you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I need to see that audition. Yeah, right. Right, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Audition. So, I want to go I want to go round table here. Because because Dookie gave us a couple of choices, man. Rambo, give me some some old school TV. And you kind of alluded to it before, like you had just kind of plowed through Cheers, but like you really weren't paying attention when you were. This is more so like when you were a kid. Like, what were some of your go tos when, when it came to like old TV? I mean, you know, my Nick at Night was something that that my mom was really into because that was all the stuff that she grew up on. So it was, you know, it was the Dick Van Dyke show and Bob Newhart um, and a lot of those and, and I Love Lucy and, and just a lot of that 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 older, um, you know, baseline sitcom stuff. Gilligan's Island. Um, that's that's all stuff that I, can't, I really cut my teeth on. So it, it really definitely helped my appreciation for this show and, and, and the excitement when those trailers first dropped of being able to like to pick out specific like set dressing and stuff and be like, Oh shit, that is a reference to this. Um, yeah. so yeah, um, um, I used to watch, uh, uh, you know, every sitcom that was running at the time. Um, so fucking fresh Prince and friends and living single and, you know, everything that was, that was, that was on the air at the time. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was, which like, you know, to get on my old band soapbox, if you look at Dick at night now, the the name is still there. It is not the fucking same. Not, yeah. No. And However, I don't even. What does it even mean in like a, a? Oh well, these aren't the shows I used to watch. Um, <laughs> but like, it's not even taking the concept of we're gonna take a sitcom from thirty years ago and screen that and use that to 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 you know to fill time. Um, I think now you kind of have to go to like TV Land for a lot of yeah. that stuff. Um, it's just like the most random shit. Things that like came out like five right. to ten years ago. Rambo, one of the shows is Young Sheldon. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's Young... currently airing. I don't even yeah. like old Sheldon. God. Fuck you, Big Theory. Yeah, the only one that I will make time for, and it makes me mad because they only show it at like six o'clock in the fucking morning, is, is the George Lopez show. I fucking uh, love classic. George Lopez. Like that show is so goddamn funny, and like I I don't yeah I have a soft spot in my heart for uh, for George Lopez. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally totally agree, dude. Like it's it, it, Nick and Night is not the same as it was. Uh, even TV Land, which was like kind of their weird spinoff thing, like doesn't really show old TV. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing. Um, Another show that I just remembered was like one of my favorites. And we have, I don't know if any of you guys ever watch Pluto, but Pluto is basically like a free TV streaming app, right? Pluto was and it's set up, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I oh. fucking love Pluto. It's the best. And they have a Threes Company channel. And I fucking love Threes <laughs> Company so much. Yeah. My man. Night Court. Oh, my God. I miss Night Court so much. How is Night Court not streaming somewhere right now? Oh, God. <laughs> like, fucking... Oh, bitch. Like, the the only thing that hasn't aged well with Threes Company are all the gay jokes that they make at Jack Tripper's yeah. expense. Like, that didn't age well, but still, it's just, like, I mean, a fucking brilliant show. Like, I that absolutely love Three's Company. for that show. You want to talk about a show that hasn't aged well? Like, married what? with children. Oh, I'm sure. You, I've caught a couple episodes. I'm like, man, I can't watch this right now. That is offensive. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's nice to be able to see that kind of stuff and be like, oh, I've grown as a person. No, thank you. Oh, God. They're, they're fucking the show that they used to watch psycho dad like that was the show that they would watch um they had their 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 all man club no ma'am like no, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah all that shit and like you know anytime uh anytime kelly would would first appear on screen like canonically in the show she was under 18 and oh. you'd still have the audience going fucking nuts. It's fucking gross. Yeah. Just all the. Uh, uh, he worked at a he worked at a shoe store, right? Yeah. And just yeah. just the jabs that he would take. Funny then, but I swear, if I said anything close to anything Al Bundy said, I would not be here right now. No, dude. Not he, at all. Some of his shit when he was in that shoe store is still like it. I know it's outdated. But it still fucking makes me laugh. Like when he, yeah, he he goes back to get some shoes. Oh no, it was it was his buddy. I can't remember uh, the guy that worked in the shoe store with him. But like there was a woman who asked. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He went to go get shoes and he came back and she was um, she was gone. But the like district manager was there and he goes, "Ma'am, I got the special shoes you were looking for." And Al goes, "She left." And he goes, "Picky bitch." And he, and the district manager goes, "Excuse me, who were you talking to? Were you talking to me?" She goes, "He goes, no, 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 I was, I was talking to Al." picky bitch like <laughs> it still makes me laugh and like his broke song oh man broke cha 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 everybody broke cha 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 i mean come on <laughs> and it's funny like it's one of those things yeah. that you you look at you know katie seagal kind of got her first real significant exposure on that show at o'neill um like that was a big fucking i mean like fucking christina applegate like you know we wouldn't really know who they are without for that without that show, but yeah, talk about shit that just did not age well. Holy fuck, that, that goddamn sitcom. Conversely, Frasier, I fucking love Frasier, and I have a greater appreciation for it after the fact, having watched all of Cheers, um, because I love a shared universe. Spinoffs are so much goddamn fun. But yeah. Frazier's hysterical. You should you should watch it. MC Brooks, man, give me some of your picks. Well, you took my first one with Three's Company because I, I used to watch that shit with my grandparents, and then subsequently, like when I would just find it, like if, like because I, I remember Nick at Night occasionally would have these Three's Company marathons where it'd be the only show they played from like eleven to five a.m. or something, and me, you know, being the night owl that I was would stay up and watch every episode. Also had the hugest crush on Suzanne Summers at that point too. Understandably. Which, yeah. yeah. This is a very if you've seen the show, yeah, very understandable. <laughs> I mean you um, and anybody else with a set of eyes. Like, what you yeah. mean like you know who doesn't Basically. get you get fucking short shrift? Joyce DeWitt. 
Joyce DeWitt was an attractive woman. Sure, yeah, Problem she is she was. was standing next to Suzanne Somers. And that's yeah. not fair to anybody. <laughs> I gotta say though, man, um, as much as 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 much as I enjoy, you know, some some Suzanne Somers, gotta say I was a big fan of Terry on Three's Company. Like, oh, I, I like Terry too. Maybe, maybe it was the nurse outfit. I don't know. Like I'm just yeah. I I think it might have something to do with the fact that she was an incredibly hot blonde woman uh, on a show wearing very little. Uh, that's a possibility. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a working theory. <laughs> I don't want to commit to it, but that's where I am right now. I got to so. go back to the lab. I got to do some more research on this. <laughs> oh, man. Are there any others that we're. I'm trying to think yeah. of other like classic sitcoms, man. Um, I mean, there's a. I mean, if we're just talking about uh, Nick and Night, I mean, I, I watched. I also watched I Dream of Jeannie, uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, Rocky um, had Mary Tyler Moore, Rhoda, and yeah, Alice. Yeah, I had a couple. And... Fuck, how did we not meet the fucking Wonder Years? Yeah. Which, Wonder God Years damn was it. weird, because it was like in the 80s, but it was set in the 60s. Yeah, like that, that was... Yeah. Yeah. There's a fucking meme going around right now <laughs> that just will turn you to dust. <laughs> Talking about how, like, well, the Wonder Years was made in the 80s, but it was about the 60s. To have a comparable show right now, you need to have it set during 2001. Fuck you. Why would you say that out loud? No. <laughs> Why would you commit that to the internet? Have you have you looked back at, your, at the stuff that you wore in the 2000s? You don't want to do that. Ooh. You know yeah, much nice. you know much fabric I was wearing in the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I have a picture. I have a picture that I showed a friend of mine at work. That was me, like early 2000s, like basically like putting together. I was I was helping a friend move into their dorm room at college, and they looked at the shirt and the necklace that I'm wearing, and they're like, you know what that necklace says to me? It says that you like the Dave Matthews Band a whole lot. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's the early 2000s. Leave me alone, man. A hemp necklace? Possibly. <laughs> I was gonna say it's either a hemp necklace or a puka shell. Might have been a hemp puka shell necklace. Oh Can't compare more than that. Look, dude, shit. I'm a white dude that grew up in the '90s from Virginia. Okay, the likelihood that I didn't like Dave Matthews is pretty fucking slim. Okay. Long <laughs> sleeve shirt, shorts in the summer. But, uh, the, the, were you there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I rocked the billabong once in a while. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I have some pelly pelly shorts. You know, I'm a the upside down visors. Oh fuck! I, I never did the. I never got I, into no, it. I never did it, but that was a thing. It was a thing, unfortunately. Okay. Thank thank God it's ended. I'm trying to think of any other shows that I absolutely loved. I feel like um. I I really liked Roseanne when it was first out, but then I was not interested when it came back. I was just like, eh. What like, the, just. What? What they did with Roseanne is like Roseanne came across as just a a different kind of family, you know, in in a just that, that a lot of us are unfamiliar with. When they brought it back, they're clearly they're clearly saying like, "Hey, this is conservative America. Uh, here it is." You know, it's with every other sitcom, it just felt like, "Oh, this is no one's going to get it except liberals." Roseanne's just like, "This is for conservatives." LOL. And that's why I didn't fly because it's not funny to make fun of racism. Well, the thing that really fucking blew my mind about her in particular, but about that change around that show was 
Roseanne Connor was pro-union. Roseanne Connor was somebody who, yeah. who was poor and who was struggling. And like, there's a there's a fucking episode when there is a a local politician who is canvassing and it comes to her door and starts trying to pitch her uh, on his policies, and she shoots down every single one of them, and they're all conservative policies. And then when he's like, well, I, I should really be going. She's like, great, we can walk together. And she grabs her coat and walks out with him. And like, that was the thing. Like that, that show felt like, like growing up as a lower middle class white dude, that show, like that felt like my family. There was, there was a, an authenticity to that, that you, you, that I got that I didn't see a lot of other places. And then to have her come back years later and be like, no, 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 actually, um, yeah, no, that we're gonna we're gonna lean more more like Trump supporter on this shit. Fuck you. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. And they try to teach you like I didn't watch any of them, but apparently there was one episode when they're freaking out because there's a Muslim family that that moved next door. Ugh. Yeah, and they they were just trying to like. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Thanks. I, yeah. I think I think part of it was also it was trying to be too modern there's a degree of um like you you can you can do current events if you're careful and if you're smart about it like superstore on nbc right now are like there's like they're in the pandemic um so the characters are wearing masks and shit at work and it works because they've been smart about it and they've been careful about it but if you don't do that, it can just come off as like gimmicky and like very, I don't know, like just kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like you're not, you're not really putting the effort into thinking about um, the characters themselves and how they function so much as you are like, oh, well, uh, uh, Jack, maybe, maybe Jackie's gay and she knows like a trans person. We'll have an episode about that. And that'll be funny. Like, I, you know, that's what's the benefit there? Like, what are we shooting for? Um, and yeah, and ugh, that fucking show. The best thing that happened on that show was when they killed her off. The only, the only thing I was curious about was how they handled uh, Dan's quote-unquote death. Like, I, 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 I legitimately don't know. Do you? Do you really want to know? Yeah. Yeah. What they do? It's all a dream. All right, fair. Even. Even that the season the the season finale is that it's all a dream, or the series finale is all a dream. Like, a, and then I think she wins the lottery or something like that. But oh no 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 no. So so I think my, uh, Mike, by all means, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Mike was talking about how do they handle bringing him back. Yes, there it is. Yeah. Because yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. The end of the, of the first run of the series was that it, it wasn't it wasn't that it was a dream. It was this was all the writing that Roseanne had been doing. Yeah, that's what it is. To cope and, with the and, loss of Dan. Yeah, and 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 when it when it went off the rails, when she won the lottery and all that shit, that's when Dan had died. So technically, the show up to that point had been her actual life, and when things started getting wacky, is when she was coping with Dan's death. So how did they end up bringing him back? And I have no idea. Oh no. Damn. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and frankly, 
I was like, oh, maybe I'll catch an episode or two, like, to see if I can figure it out. And then it was like, and then Roseanne decided that she wanted to go off the fucking rails as far as being a racist piece of shit. And I was like, well, I'm good. And just was like, fuck it, don't care. Haven't looked it up on Wikipedia. Could very easily look it up on Wikipedia again. Fuck Roseanne, don't care. I, I know she doesn't get paid for me doing it, but still, kind of don't even want to risk it at this point. So, Oh, um, they just, they just yeah. bypassed it. They just didn't even talk about it? And, no, no, it's not that they didn't talk about it. They were just like, yeah, no, it didn't happen. Uh, the opening episode, the premiere episode, um, uh, uh, Roseanne is... We, uh, this is from an article I found on E! Online. The first moments of the premiere, premiere episode with the tra- camera trained on that iconic living room, we hear Roseanne off-camera shouting Dan's name. Action quickly cuts to the couple's bedroom, where Dan awakens from his slum- slumber, sleep apnea mask and all. He's alive! I thought you were dead, his wife tells him. I'm sleeping, he replies. Why does everybody always think I'm dead? And that's it. Good enough. <laughs> They're like, we're not, we're not going to make a thing out of it. We're just going to keep going. They kept it moving. Again, Which, hey, respect. Good enough. <laughs> good enough. Didn't make it a thing. Fuck. Great. Cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of other shows that I really, really dug the shit out of. You know, and, and it's same vein. Conservative um, star um, that really leaned into their shit when Trump became president. Uh, that I fucking loved as a kid was Home Improvement. Like, uh, I loved me some Home Improvement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you, Tim Allen has been quiet uh, lately, and I think which is which is funny because he wasn't quiet when he was ratting out all of his coke dealing friends. <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. snitch, <laughs> snitch out mouth when it was going to serve Snit- him. Right. I, <laughs> snitch Allen is more like it. Like. The rumor is because he's Buzz Lightyear. Disney uh, got a hold of him and said, like, "Hey, man, you need to you need to calm down with conservative talk." Because um, we, we can easily get someone else. That oh, yeah. Maybe that Slightest. maybe that Chris Evans thing is just a, is it. it's it's a giant fuck you to Tim Allen. It's like, listen, motherfucker, you think we can't replace you? You see this? Do you see Chris Evans like grabbing him by the neck? Like, look at the TV. Like, <laughs> like turning his head Beautiful. to make him look at it. Look at, look at him. Look at him. You think anybody gives a shit about your saggy ass? <laughs> we we bailed you out of prison. We covered all your court costs. Now shut the fuck up. And I could, I honestly, I could see that happening, particularly if, you know, even with the the fucking promoter shit, because, I mean, how many people actually know who that is, versus the voice of Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Like that's a public face. Yeah. And of the two, do you want to be looking at Tim Allen or you want to be looking at Chris Evans? And Chris Evans. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Look, look, we, all, we, all, yeah. Very, we all saw. Very, we all saw the. We all saw the tweets. Choice. Okay. Let's. Let's be honest. I mean, okay. <laughs> hey. Hey. That, was, that was quite an quite an afternoon when that came out. I'm, I'm not made of stone. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> he is though. He so, was. Oh. <laughs> I Let's let's do some rapid fire uh, sitcoms and then we'll we'll go ahead and close up. Uh, other fucking sitcoms that we loved. Uh, I'm trying to think of some, and I'm oh, drawing a blank. All, All in the, the family. family. Fuck yeah, two two seven. Yeah, two two seven. Jeffersons. Fucking, fucking Jack A. Jefferson. Uh, something. Something, uh, something that I want to catch now that I'm older. Can my mom used to love, but used to love a different world. Oh, dude, a different. Oh world. yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Now. A different world was one of the first shows I, I saw talk about 
uh, rape as a as a, a story element in terms of it not like literally Dwayne Wayne is like, well, I'm not talking about like being, you know, like like some dude in the bushes. I'm like, you know, it's me and my girl, me and my girl, and you know, things happen. And and fucking Sinbad is like, if you are with someone and she says no and you keep going, that is rape. That shit aired in 1990. Damn, dude. Yeah. Like that, yeah. That show was was dealing with some real shit, and it was and it's awesome. Really, and it's ironic considering the man who was behind this production. No shit. The- <laughs> oh gosh. I have, a, I have a really hard time with that too because, like, I I loved the Cosby Show growing up, man, and like, it was great. Fuck, it was dude. Great. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 uh, but I know it was gonna get brought up. It's hard to watch now. I, I can't fucking do it. I mean, I, I'm not going to say like yeah. I've had too many opportunities, but at the same time, like, no, you that 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 bridge is solidly burned. The thing that yeah. the thing that got me the thing that got me past it because like everyone's just like, oh man, that's a TV dad, that's a TV dad. Who are we going to look to? Especially black people for like, who are we going to look up to, man? We don't have Cliff Cliff Huxtable. Well, we have uh, Uncle Phil. Fucking mm-hmm. thank you. I forgot about. Yeah. And, and we have Officer Carl Winslow. Yes, sir. Okay. Easily replaced when he that episode when he goes to the cafe and confronts the two white officers Ooh, that pulled over shit. Eddie. Oh. Mm. But like, yeah, dude. Like I, Uncle Phil, thank you, Duke, because I completely forgot about Fresh Friends. I don't even know why. Because you know what it is? I'm only thinking in like terms of like 70s and 80s, like mostly. Like I should be thinking 90s too. as well. Because yeah, yeah. Because fucking Uncle Phil, to this day, that episode when Will meets his dad and his dad blows him oh, off, and Will is like, "Why doesn't he want me?" And like Uncle Phil, just fuck, man. I wish Uncle Phil, <laughs> like, was still like James Avery passing. Fucking incredible. Sucks, man. <laughs> Yeah, it was such a good goddamn show. My favorite, my favorite Uncle Phil did was get um, Will's money back from the pool hall. <laughs> oh, I yes. love that episode. <laughs> he hustles, he hustles the pool hustles shark. The hustles the hustler. Yeah, and it, it's it's the, it's the line, "Bring me Lucille." <laughs> and he has a suitcase of a specially designed pool stick for him. Fucking personalized cue. Ah. Uh. God damn, Fantastic. that was such a good show, man. Like, and and to this day, anytime like I, we want to throw somebody out, Sandy and I refer to as, um, "All right, Uncle Phil, well, it's time to get Jazz out of here." Because like I still <laughs> just pick it up, DJ Jazz and Jeff by the scruff of the neck and throw his ass out the door. <laughs> oh my god! So apparently, when they filmed that scene uh, at the end of the. The episode with fucking with fucking Ben Vereen, who was killing it as Will's dad, because uh, who doesn't love Ben Vereen? And he is thoroughly unlikable. Um, when like so, Will Smith went way bigger than they expected um, for that in, in that shot. And um, I, I imagine MC knows about this because he. I think he watched some of the same interviews I did. Um, uh, he he had always had this kind of like um, insecurity about his acting and he was, you know, he's next to fucking James Avery and, yeah. you know, and all these other fantastic actors. Um, 
And when, when you know, when he loses it, and, and then uh, uh, you know Avery grabs him, he whispered in Will's ear, he's like, "That is acting." And like just that extra little bit, the extra layer um, of knowing, like you know, real TV dad supporting real TV nephew. It's just ah, oh, it just makes it so much better. Uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. That is a show that Honest I to God, front to I back. I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, is that funny? Uh, <laughs> Les Nesman recounting the, the Thanksgiving horrors. Oh, they're just falling out of the sky like boulders. <laughs> I, I, I am unfamiliar with this. You're going to have to bring me to speed on this. So, WKR oh Cincinnati uh, was a, I think it ran for like one season, maybe two. Uh, was a show about a, um, uh, a radio station. Um, and yeah, four seasons. Did it get four seasons? I thought it was. I thought it was like much shorter lived than that. That's awesome. Yeah, it has uh, ninety episodes. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, so there's there's uh, for the most part the the cast was all the DJs on the show, um, but one of the guys, uh, uh, Les Nesman, Les was like the news guy, and there's an episode where um, it's the Thanksgiving episode. And I don't know if Les has, I think he, no, 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 that's right. Les was just covering it. But WKRP, the, the head of the station, organized a turkey drop. And it was supposed to be a, uh, uh, like, you know, a big kind of grand celebration of the holiday. And Les is on the ground talking about what's happening. And they just start throwing turkeys out of this helicopter. <laughs> And as we all know, turkeys can't fly. <laughs> so it becomes him recounting like it's it's like listening to the the recordings of the uh, the newscaster talking about the Hindenburg, like it's so horrific and like caving in cars and shit. And like, and, and yeah, and like the last episode of the last line of the episode is the the station manager uh, um, being like, I swear to God, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I somebody I, I've seen a couple places online sell a, uh, a WKRP uh, annual tur- inaugural turkey drop t-shirt. And it's <laughs> definitely on the list of things to get. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so I crazy. forgot about that shit. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I never really got into family ties. Uh, I know some people talk about it, but like just eh, whatever. Like it, it was okay. Uh, as far as, yeah, you know what, man, I was a big TGI, TGIF fan. We mentioned family matters. Family matters was great. Um, my favorite Urkel episodes were always the ones when he would become Stefan Urkel, but more <laughs> so the one where he becomes Bruce Lee was the fucking dopest shit ever like i fucking love that episode so much like and he nobody messes with wall wins woe i mean like god damn like and it was tommy the green ranger that he was fighting he tommy the green ranger was the bad guy mm-hmm. oh man the great one i i loved full house while that was on um there was a show called step by step which had suzanne Summers oh theme. step by step, step, by step. Oh, day by day. about that day by day you goddamn right dude. women on that show <laughs> Yeah, and and of course Patrick Duffy. I mean, come on. I mean, hey, we're talking eye candy. Uh, was it Christine? 
Hold on. Trying to think of some of the other ones. You know what else I really liked? Uh, it's it's a show that often gets overlooked because she gets associated with Clarissa. It explains it all. But let me tell you something about Melissa Joan Hart. That motherfucker made a great goddamn spring of the Teenage Witch. She that was sure a did. great show. Yeah, that show was a lot of fun. Sure did. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of Sabrina the Teenage still, Witch. Which, which reminds me, I need to watch the final season of the Netflix Sabrina because apparently the aunts from uh, the old Sabrina show cameo on the. Oh, oh that's wonderful. No, that's shit. so great. That is cool. Like I, um, yeah, I really love. I, I need to watch that show in general. I haven't watched any of uh, any of uh, the Sabrina show on that on Netflix. I gotta catch that. I'm so <laughs> far behind on it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm like maybe halfway through the first season, and I enjoyed what I saw, but I just haven't gotten back around to it. Oh, you know who doesn't get enough credit? Let me tell you. I think about this show on a regular basis. I think of jokes from it on a regular basis, and it does not get the love it deserves, and that's the fucking Drew Carey show. That show... God damn, oh, right. man. God damn, that yes. show was funny as fuck. Like, and he had such a great cast, man. Ryan Stiles was in that. Um, I can't even remember her name now, but she's been... She's oh, she was to, Kate. Fucking, yeah. uh, oh, God damn it. She was Jordan on Scrubs, uh, which, man, talk about something that doesn't age well. Um, <laughs> Kate O'Brien? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Krista Miller. Krista Miller was her name. Krista Miller, yeah. Yeah, suddenly that Diedrich Bader, who's fucking, he's a, he's a DC native, man. I, I, was, I actually had a Twitter conversation with him. I messaged I messaged him because he said something about like oh this is my favorite thing when I lived in Arlington and I was like oh I didn't realize you were a DC native he's like oh yeah I grew up there lived there for this many years so like yeah he was really cool um but Kristen Miller is also in a show that my wife likes a, a whole lot that she turned me on to called Cougar Town um, I've heard Craig Ferguson about that show <laughs> it's on Hulu and I think that you would enjoy the shit out of out of Cougar Town man it's really fucking funny but um yeah Craig Craig Ferguson um, on there. Um, trying to flip through some of the other people that were on this show. Like, there are a lot of other, like, no-name people, but, like, yeah. Fucking Drew Carey show that, was... That show was, was amazing. And, and and I really only started watching it partially because I was a huge fan of Who's Line back then, and I watched that show, like, super religiously. There was an incredible Curveball episode. Um... I think it was the the season premiere of one of the seasons. I don't know which one, but Drew had like there had been an on again off again relationship with this woman Nikki. Um, yeah, and I'm blanking Kate, on Kate Walsh is the actress, but it she was Kate on... Walsh. Yes, uh, Kate Walsh was on uh, the Umbrella Academy. Um, uh, yeah, Nikki and Drew uh, were in a, a relationship for a while. And it became this thing that Nikki started putting on weight. Um, yeah, she was in, in 21 episodes between seasons three and eight. Uh, so I think yeah, it was it was toward the end of the se- uh, a series that, that, that this episode comes up. And they got engaged, right? Um, so, the, so the two of them got engaged. And, and, and uh, uh, Kate Walsh started wearing a fat suit as the show progressed. Um, because she'd been putting on all this weight. And so the episode opens with the two of them making a sex tape, right? And it's it's all like, oh, it's all so, so much cute fun and like, uh, you know, everything's great. Ha, 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 ha. 
and then the episode you know picks up um and and, and to be clear we're we're seeing the tape itself um then it goes into the episode and it goes into the episode and you find out that that him and Nikki broke it off and you don't really know why uh, and, and there's a running gag throughout the entire episode where people keep accidentally almost watching the sex tape. And Drew won't talk about why they broke up. And at the end of the show, at uh, the end of this episode, um, Drew is alone in the house and he's drinking a beer and he puts the tape in. And it picks up right where the the beginning of the show uh, left off. And what happens is, like right before they're about to get in bed, Nikki sees the the monitor they have set up in the bedroom, and she sees herself. And she has this breakdown about how ugly she is and how she's gotten so fat and disgusting and how she hates it and that this is Drew's fault she can't be around somebody that loves food like, like 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 he does because she doesn't have the control and he's the reason that she's gotten so ugly and Cause she yeah cuz he's she, laying in bed watching the tape yeah drinking a beer yeah i remember that and he and she just goes off about how like you know she knew this wasn't going to work and she should never have done it and he's like i what are you talking about i love you and you think you're so beautiful and i don't understand what's happening and she calls off the fucking wedding and Whoa. the episode ends with him just by himself in the house, drinking a beer. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a fucking gut punch. Of an yes, episode. it was so fucking wild. Fucking crazy the way they handled that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah that shit was wild. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Drew Carey is fucking hysterical. That series is really goddamn good. Yeah, I wonder where, where where it's. I'm looking that shit up now. I gotta see where it's streaming. But on that note, uh, I wanted to thank our very wonderful guest, Mr. Duke Arlington. We want to give you a chance to plug your shit. So, Mr. Arlington, if that is your real name, um, please, <laughs> please tell us about the shit you're working on right now, man. I, I wish I had shit to work on. Um, that's <laughs> thing. Um, right now I'm just kind of like maintaining going through this 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 pandemic in one piece, man. Um, uh, I don't really have anything to push outside of my Twitter. Uh, adventure at your at your own risk, because um, I have little little to no filters. Why I gotta double, I gotta double check. I gotta double check. Is that my name? I have to double check. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find you, man. Let me do it. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, no, yeah, that's one. That's one of my other aliases. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's start over. It's Crimson VNM. <laughs> this is awkward. All right, yeah, it's Crimson. It's supposed to be Crimson Venom, but it's, it's Crimson VNM. The fuck, man. <laughs> I do. VN I do like another name that's on my twitch or whatever i do like your uh, your your banner though that has all the washington uh, bullets accomplishments <laughs> and then it shows fired ernie 2018 2019 i'm with you 110 raise that banner so high so high it'd be another edition when they fired tommy shepherd too that's a whole other podcast 
Yeah, we only got we only got that's another hour. The whole other podcast. Man, man, it was good times. <laughs> so I want to thank. <laughs> I want to thank our guest, uh, Mr. Duke Arlington. I want to thank MC Brooks. I want to thank James Rambo and all of you out there listening in internet radio land. Thank you as well for listening and for sharing the word about all things Great Geek Refuge and At The Diner. Uh, We'll be back next week with more podcasts. Uh, One of the things that we're going to continue to do in the month of February is we're going to try to showcase as many black artists as we possibly can. So stay tuned for next week when we have the wonderful and talented Mr. Ulysses E. Campbell. Uh, We're going to continue to do that throughout the month of February, as I mentioned. But as always, guys, stay safe. Wear your masks. We're trying to get through this together. Uh, Try to be as nice as you possibly can. Keep that social distancing in place. Uh, together, there are no heights we can't reach, but above all else, don't be a juice bag. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Oh, put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. Send it to the internet! This has been Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!